0: listening to everyday engineering the city of madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure complex topics explained simply from the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes by way the curbs and streets we design city engineering touches your life in so many ways explained right now in everyday engineering What in the world would soybeans have anything to do with the city of Madison's fleet services? Well, you are about to find out and... It's important. My name is Hannah Molinitsky. I'm the City of Madison Engineering Division Public Information Officer. I lead communications for the Engineering Division and I host this podcast focused in on engineering and public works topics. And today I'm joined by the leader of one of our public works divisions, Fleet Services Superintendent Mahanth Joyshi. So, Mahanth, thank you so much for being here.
1: Greetings, Hannah. Thank you for having me.
0: Yes, of course. So first, when people think fleet, let's just establish some some basics here. They may know about how cities have all types of vehicles. They have cars, trucks, dump trucks, garage trucks, gra- garbage trucks, all living in the garage, uh, fire trucks, police cars, snow plows, you name it, it's in the fleet. Um, you have normal gas vehicles and electric vehicles. So does that cover the, the gamut? For fleet services, what you are?
1: Yeah, and there's so many other types. But yes, very uh, different types of operations for 30 different city departments and everything they do. So the Parks Department will have grass mowers and golf carts and dump trucks. Fire Department will have fire trucks and ambulances and you name some other ones. So a wide variety of 100 different types of vehicles that the city owns and operates to maintain our frontline services. Yes,
0: and the biggest thing is when you name when you really, I kind of forget about the mowers, I forget about some of the smaller machines. How do they run, right?
1: Yes, uh, they need to run to run um, our operations. So engineering, where you work, also has a very critical fleet, uh, Mm -hmm. including the big green trucks known as Vactors that are very important for storm drains and Mm -hmm. keeping our underground infrastructure uh, running. Something you don't think about if everything's working fine, right?
0: Yes, but there's a lot, a lot of pieces in the fleet, in any municipal fleet, really, there's a lot of pieces. So we talk a lot about, you know, electrifying our city's fleet, which is also amazing. Electric cars, we love them here at the city of Madison and, you know, electric fire trucks and electric, anything we can do, we will try and we will get there. But one thing we don't talk about as much, I know we want to give life to electric and electrifying, but they, the electric vehicles get the spotlight a lot of the time. Um, this does not, but it's so important and impactful. Um, it may involve soybeans. What am I talking about, Mahant? It How? does
1: involve soybeans. <laughs> so uh, we're electrifying hard uh, here in Madison. We have 94 <laughs> electric cars sure. uh, and um, trucks and three buses at the Metro Department, and they're electrifying uh, heavily in the next few years as well. However, we're not going to be able to convert all of our diesel trucks over to electric anytime soon. It will take decades for multiple reasons. One is infrastructure. The grid has to be able to handle all that charging. That's not just in our community. That's in the whole world. Uh, Electrifying trucks will take a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And we only can replace a few trucks a year. We can't just replace the whole fleet every year. It Mm -hmm. takes a 15-year to 20-year cycle. Mm -hmm. So the trucks I'm buying right now for the city or that the fleet is buying, will be in service 20 years from now. So you can imagine how long it'll take to turn over. But biodiesel is ready now. It's made from soybeans, and all of the soybeans uh, that they come from are from Wisconsin. Uh, so Right here. Right here. So that's domestic um, energy production, and that's domestic energy independence, something that everyone's talking about. And our biodiesel program for our heavy-duty trucking, um, in various blends of 5%, 20%, or 100% biodiesel. All comes from Wisconsin feedstocks like soybeans and is processed right here in Dane County at a plant in DeForest. So wow. we're supporting the local economy as well as uh, going in the ecology route. And these things will never run out. Soybeans will be around long after we're around, right? <laughs> but fossil fuels won't, where mm-hmm. regular diesel comes from. Mm-hmm. And that also comes from far away. -hmm. So, regular diesel that we use can come from as far away as the Middle East or South America. Mm -hmm. Uh, But why do we need to do that when all this energy is right here in Wisconsin for us to use? So, that's what soy products are about. And diesel is just one of them. Mm -hmm. There's a number of other ones, too.
0: Oh, my goodness. Like what?
1: So, we have over a thousand soybean based. I teed
0: you up for that. Yes. (laughs) uh,
1: Very well. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, To use a golf analogy, uh, which golf courses need this kind of equipment. Oh, do they? Yes. Talking about, right? Right. Um, so uh, we have over a thousand soybean oil tires in our fleet, mostly with the police department. How many? Over a thousand.
0: So the tires are made from soy.
1: Correct. Tires. Instead wow. of petroleum rubber from which is mostly Southeast Asia.
0: So like right now.
1: Correct right now. The
0: tires are on our Wow. All
1: the police cars you see out there, they're running on soybean oil tires, and they're actually better tires as well. Wow. What else? Tell Um, me more, Mahan. So there's so many things we're testing out, including (laughs) hydraulic fluids for vehicles, including engine oils for vehicles. So every vehicle needs so many things to keep it running. It needs parts to get replaced. It needs the oil to get uh, replaced. If anyone out here listening has a personal vehicle, you know you need to get your oil changes done. And that's critical to maintaining your vehicle multiply that by 1,800 vehicles the city runs and all of the oil changes we need to do. And those are dirty products too. I hate Mm -hmm. to say it, but... Um, yeah, these uh, uh, something we like to call bug juice for the windshield. Yes, <laughs> is uh, a product that's highly processed along supply chain. It's a global supply chain. Mm-hmm. Inflation is high, so we're getting hammered on prices on all of this stuff, sure right now. So what soybean products do is help domesticate that supply chain to within uh, the Midwest, which is where soybean comes from. So the Midwest of the United States where we are, is a soybean capital for the entire world, not just for the country. This is a major soybean growing area. So we're supporting Wisconsin farmers and Nebraska Mm -hmm. farmers and Iowa farmers, Mm -hmm. Illinois farmers by buying these products. They're better for the environment too. So Mm -hmm. uh, we're acting uh, locally, but thinking globally. So we reduce our carbon emissions uh, with these products. So the soybean oil tires are much better for the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and a- uh, the asthma rates in places like Madison, as you know, where there's high traffic corridors, are higher than the state and national averages, which is it, it, which is sad. It affects a lot of children and families. Mm-hmm. So we can help reduce uh, the instances of lung disease mm-hmm. with these products. Um, mm-hmm not just the, the the biodiesel not just the soybean oil tires, but these other things that we're testing, cleaning agents for your, our garages and other facilities. So mm-hmm. we can um, get things like hand soap, which are made out of soybean, mm-hmm. rather than other products that are not as good for the environment and might come from farther away mm-hmm. um, wow. on the planet. Wow. Um, we're truly a globalized world, a lot of good things about that. But one of the What I consider bad things is you have to ship things around, which has a carbon footprint as well. That's Mm -hmm. what we call upstream carbon um, uh, emissions, right? Mm -hmm. So downstream is your tailpipe. So you and I, if we're driving a gasoline vehicle, there's uh, tailpipe emissions or a diesel vehicle. But just to get that product to Wisconsin, it has to be shipped from somewhere mm-hmm. over the road or on a boat or on a plane, right? Yeah. A lot of carbon emissions there. And okay. that we'll, we'll eliminate a lot of that by sourcing locally. And that's uh, the beauty of the soybean. It has a lot of interesting properties. You can make food out of it. You can make oil out of it that can be made into other products. They're making sneakers now out of these things that I'm looking at. I'm hoping... Uh, one day we can get work boots for our employees that are made out of soybean, for example. Uh, so other um, things, uh, you can make roads out of this stuff wow. as well. That's something for the engineering department possibly yeah. to look at um, yeah. that does road work. Or like other what agi-
0: part? Like what part?
1: So you know the the tar that goes on yeah, the road, right. right? There's all kinds of things that go into products like right. tar. Yeah. But one of the possibilities is to use soybean byproducts to make those um, those. Um, roadway products, for example. Interesting. All of it's so
0: very interesting. And I mean, wow, that impacts everyone.
1: It does. And so our garage is 116,000 square feet, needs a lot of maintenance. And we work closely with the engineering department to Mm -hmm. maintain our facility. And the city has dozens of facilities, whether it's police stations, fire stations, uh, the engineering department headquarters mm-hmm. we can be thinking about cleaner products for all of that maintenance yes um, when it comes to uh, cleaning the floor for example floor scrubbing material oh. can be made out of soybean products as well
0: pretty much it sounds like if there's a will there's a way here like it's, there's we can put soybean in quite a few things there's not a lot of things you can yeah. It's like
1: a magic plant. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's certain things that are that have a lot of great properties. Coconuts are another one. Coconut oil, <laughs> right? Yes. You can use it for cooking. You can use it to make lotions and other things. Mm-hmm. So soybean is one of those things. It can, it's malleable. You can do a lot of things with it. Uh, but why not power our trucks with it, right, if we can? Yes. Uh, it costs about the same as regular diesel, but it's far better for the environment. So we love electric. We're electrifying every gasoline vehicle we have as fast as we can. The gasoline engine is going away. It's dying a slow, whimpering death, as I like to say. (laughs) Uh, But the diesel engine will be around for decades and decades. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is overnight you can switch the fuel to biodiesel without changing the truck at all, Uh, without the driver even knowing, our mechanics even knowing that we're using biodiesel because it has the same properties.
0: Is there anything bad about biodiesel?
1: There's one thing that forces us to use lower blends of biodiesel, which is mixing regular diesel with biodiesel. And that's the cold weather properties. So okay. in the winter months, we have to go down to 5% biodiesel, known otherwise, as B5. Well,
0: otherwise it'll freeze? Or it's what? a
1: higher freezing point. It's, sure. It'll freeze, um, and that will um, affect the operation of the truck or the bus or the, right. the heavy-duty equipment. However, we are uh, in a nationally leading program that's a partnership between us uh, and REG, Renewable Energy Group, and the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board, and Clean Fuels Alliance America, we've all come together to do a big project right here in Madison with 100% biodiesel. Interesting. With a company called Optimus based out of Pittsburgh, Uh, and we've gotten a lot of private funding for this from these groups I mentioned. Mm -hmm. We have 18 trucks right now running on 100% biodiesel year-round. By taking the radiant heat that every diesel engine gives off, Trapping it and warming the biodiesel in the tank. Wow. Very cool, cutting edge technology. And Next week, in fact, we're doing the first wood chipper that burns 60 gallons an hour at the streets department. Wow. We're converting that to 100% biodiesel. And
0: we'll see how that works.
1: And we'll see how that works. It's yes. the first one in the country. Wow. Um, and we're very excited about that. And uh, I hope it works really well. <laughs> yes. And that will make a dirty operation where we need to ch- uh, chip wood. We have a big wood pile at like, Olin Avenue. Right.
0: Like, how often do we use this to give some perspective for people? Like, just a little wood chipper or what? we use- big.
1: Big wood trippers running all the time to just make a dent in the wood pile. So, like, what,
0: have. what, where's the wood coming from?
1: It's coming from um, uh, trees and uh, branches that fall over in storms. So, um, like, we gather. We've we got the brush gather. and stuff. Yeah, the streets department through the forestry division yeah. collects all of that in one place. Mm-hmm. It's a massive pile. Anyone can drive by Olin Avenue to see it. Yes. And we chip away at it um, yeah. <laughs> with these two ch- large chippers and a number of smaller chippers. Mm-hmm. But if we run these on biodiesel, it's a much cleaner operation.
0: Absolutely. I mean... We do, I should stop and pause. We love trees here at the city of Madison, but sometimes trees fall and we need to pick them up, or sometimes they get removed on projects after we have evaluated every single tree and minimized the removal. I just have to be clear on that because we get hammered on that all the time. But I just really want to make sure that people know because. We love our trees, but sometimes they fall and we have to gather them and sometimes we have to remove them based on the project needs and And the health of the
1: trees. We do plant aggressively. And we
0: plant aggressively. Thank you. But
1: sometimes trees eventually fall asleep (laughs) and (laughs) they have to be removed.
0: (laughs) Um, Thank you for that moment. Um, Okay. I have to ask, what is bio-based academy? So- um, you you mentioned like, you know, impacts from lung health things and all of this, like, what is the academy?
1: Thank you for asking. Uh, One of our great partners is the American Lung Association, and they exist to deal with things like lung cancer and to deal with things like asthma rates, uh, which are spiking all over the country. Mm -hmm. And asthma causes other things. It causes obesity and it causes mental health issues. And it's not just your lungs. It's Um, you know, if you look at the body as a whole organism, it affects everything Mm -hmm. um, a person does when they're affected with lung disease. And the Lung Association, which has been around for a long time, they've partnered with the United Soybean Board to create a curriculum known as the Soy Biobased Academy. And uh, Madison and my team at Fleet helped develop that curriculum. Mm -hmm. And um, we have... um, certified ourselves in this curriculum as well. We've taken a course and we helped develop the course as well. So a number of fleet managers across the country are taking this course to learn about what we talked about today, but in much more detail and much more depth and the technical details. Yeah. And it goes into the the, the health concerns that can mm-hmm. be addressed. It goes into the safety of using products yeah. in our shops or in our garages, in our facilities, in mm-hmm. our fire stations, et cetera, mm-hmm. uh, by using these safer products um, that are also, like I mentioned before, domestic products. Yeah. Um, it's uh, There's a lot of technical knowledge involved. Yeah,
0: like where do you even begin? You can't Google all of this. It'd be nice to go to the you know, the bio-based academy and and learn it, right? Exactly. Unless you're like super into it, which you are, um, which from a curiosity and an impact in your background, but like not everybody has that and where do they start? This could be a great option for especially municipalities that are are not even thinking in this way. That's
1: right. And uh, something we're doing here in Madison is working with a lot of other communities across North America, in Canada and from the east coast to the west coast mm-hmm. we're consulting with other fleets on what we're doing that will work for them so yeah. we've convinced many communities to develop um, soy bio-based products cool. and biodiesel into their um, i just took a call from calgary canada last week for example and they're interested That's in cool. getting on board there was a community in indiana that called me that i met at a conference and mm-hmm. uh, now they're on biodiesel and uh, soybean tires Um, and um, I'm traveling the country for this purpose. I'm an official brand ambassador for Clean Fuels Alliance America. So um, I am taking a lot of trips to talk about this in front of large audiences. There was an audience of about 450 recently that I spoke Mm -hmm. in front of about these things, and electrification as well.
0: So there's a lot of interest, obviously, people, and especially as we have eyeballs and ears on electrifying, you might as well. Take advantage of the the moment for that to educate people also on something that, you know, may on the surface seem, oh, that's just too technical. I don't know what, I don't know what the benefit of that. That sounds like a lot of work. That sounds like, how do I get, how do I get connected with the farmers? How do I get, you know, locally? now is the time to be able to share that information it sounds like and um and you already have the eyeballs and ears about electrifying you might as well um help people understand the benefits and let them make their own decisions on if they want to do it or not as a municipality and as a community but still i mean some of these everything you're saying i mean there's there's no denying there's benefits here.
1: (laughs) There's definitely benefits. There's a lot of free resources out there that I'd be happy to connect folks with. Mm -hmm. Um, Anyone who goes to the United Soybean Board uh, website, for example, the City of Madison Fleet website has all of this information available for anyone interested. If anyone listening here in the Wisconsin area or anywhere else um, has a truck or has a truck fleet, uh, they can get involved in this and uh, join the Soy based revolution, as I'm calling it.
0: <laughs> I have a question. So I mean, municipalities will hear this and they can plug into resources to get this for their fleets. What about everyday people? Where yes. can you what if you don't want what if you want to use biodiesel? Like what like how can they use it? Absolutely where do they find it?
1: So um, anyone who owns a car or a truck, um, you can choose to get a hybrid vehicle. You can choose to get an electric vehicle, sure. uh, especially if you can afford it. And there's more and more models coming out mm-hmm. every year. If you've seen the last two Super Bowls, uh, the mm-hmm. ads are all about electric vehicles yes. from GM and Stellantis and Ford and other companies. Great to see that. Uh, Tesla's been in the space for a while. Um, there's great options coming online, and what you're seeing is prices coming down. Mm-hmm. Batteries are getting better, range is getting better, and there'll be better options for electric. But if you're in a, in a, uh, if you're uh, someone who has a truck that runs on diesel, uh, you can um, find sources for biodiesel uh, in different places. And if you run a truck fleet, especially, and you get deliveries of fl- uh, of fuel, a number of Wisconsin companies will deliver it to you. So just ask. Just ask. Yeah. You
0: might be surprised. Yes. Mahanth, thank you. Our time is up.
1: That went fast.
0: It always does, but it's always um, a pleasure to have you. And this is um, a really, really unique topic that does not get enough spotlight. And now we're shining more and I think um, hopefully exposing people who haven't been yet about something so great and the impact it's really having right here in the city of Madison. So thank you.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure.
0: Yes. Uh, Again, if you want to learn more, you can reach out to Mahanth through the Fleet Services um, area of the city, or you can email um, engineer at cityofmadison.com. We can hook you up with Mahanth if you can't find his email, um, because we're always here for you as a resource every day here in public works and in engineering.